Shalom. This is Pastor Sam. Welcome to Parsha Perusal. Uh, we are going to be looking at uh, Amor, uh, which is found in Leviticus 21.1, and it goes through 24.23. But uh, Amor is our Parsha, our Torah portion that we're looking at today. And we're just going to look at a small section of that. We're going to look at Leviticus 22.10 through 13. Let's go ahead and pray before we look at this passage. Alvino, Malchenu, our Father, our King, we just come to you right now. We thank you for the way you love us, the way that you have given us your word, and we ask that you will give us understanding of your word right now by your Ruach HaKodesh. We pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. So we're just looking at this short section of uh, Parsha Emor, and as I said, found in Leviticus 22, 10 through 13. And this part is uh, specifically dealing with Gentiles or outsiders being able to eat of the holy, uh, you know, bread, meat, whatever had been sacrificed to the Lord. Um, so they were not allowed to eat of that. And uh, so we're going to go through that passage and talk about that for just a second. No outsider shall eat the holy offering. This is verse 10. One who dwells with the priest or a hired servant shall not eat the holy thing. So this is saying no outsider. This is Leviticus 22.10. No outsider or non uh, somebody who's not part of Israel shall eat the holy offering. Um, verse 11 says, but if the priest buys a person with his money, he may eat it. And one who is born in his house may eat it. So if you have a non-Jewish servant and they have a child in your house, that child could eat of the holy thing. If the priest's daughter is married to an outsider, she may not eat of the holy offerings. But if the priest's daughter's a widow or divorced and has no child and has returned to her father's house as in her youth, she may eat her father's food, but no outsider shall eat it. Now, you know, at first it sounds, you know, kind of, well, <laughs> kind of prejudiced in, in many ways. You know, why is this such an issue? Well, the issue here is about holiness. It's about keeping the priest separate. And notice this is for priests. Other, other uh, uh, tribes of Israel, uh, outsiders could eat with them. Uh, this was not a rule, uh, you know, but when it came to eating something sacrificed to God, the Gentile or the non-Jew was not allowed to eat that, uh, partake of that sacrifice. Um, and once again, like I said, it is about holiness. It is about not being defiled. Um, the, uh, the priest... Uh, wouldn't know, uh, the the uh, Israelite wouldn't know where this person had been or what they had eaten or if they were defiled because they don't keep the same law. So for the purpose of coming before the Lord to do sacrifices and offerings when the tabernacle and the temple was still in force, um, God just said, you know, they're not allowed to eat of these special offerings. Um, this has changed. Uh, First of all, uh, we're not concerned, as, as believers in Yeshua, we're not concerned with physical defiling um, 
of the temple. Uh, there is no temple. We're not offering sacrifices today. And so we cannot physically defile the temple. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. However, um, you know, it is a spiritual aspect. And so if you look at what it says in Scripture, especially Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, Rav Shaul, writing to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, he says, Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Now, sometimes I think we focus on the wrong parts of this passage. So, first of all, let's break this down. So, it says, at one point, you were Gentiles, you were separated, you were called uncircumcision, um, and you were without Messiah. When it says Christ there, it's talking about Mashiach or Messiah, uh, Christos, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You were strangers from the covenants of promise, and you had no hope, and you were without God in the world. And it was a pretty desperate state that the Gentiles were in. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off, now in Messiah Yeshua, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Messiah. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one. He has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Now, what did, what did Yeshua do? Well, he gave his life. He paid the price for our sin, and he abolished the regulations, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Now, what did he abolish? Well, he abolished, he didn't take away the commandments because it says that nothing will pass from the law till all is fulfilled, not one jot or one tittle shall by any means pass from the law. But what is it actually saying here? Well, he, what did he abolish? He abolished the enmity. He abolished in his flesh the enmity so he abolished in his flesh the separation, the thing that separated the Jew from the Gentile, the thing that separated the priest from the non-priest, the priest from the Gentile. The, um, he abolished this, how? By paying the price for, for sin, for all sin, for all time. He fully paid the price that was necessary um, so that all sin that was ever committed, past, present, or future, has been paid for by the blood of Messiah. And the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so the uh, it's not so important that we are physically clean anymore before we can come before the Lord. Now it's about being spiritually clean, and we are made righteous by the blood of Jesus, but there's relationship. So now we, we need to be holy, but, but notice the commandments that were not done away with are, are the commandments that have to do with relationship, 
those commandments are still there because those are the things that separate us from God and separate us from each other. So he did away with the ordinances and the regulations that have to do with um, uh, cleanliness and, and uh, making sure that you have, you know, that either you're, uh, you're holy, uh, that you don't have any blemishes before you can partake of that uh, special food. So we have here having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. He, what did he put to death? He put to death what separates us. He put to death the, uh, um, the, the battle, the fighting back and forth. Um, you know, that whole idea of, well, you're not good enough or, or I can be good enough. You know, the, the attempt by the Gentiles to always measure up and the attempt by the Jews to, to uh, make themselves uh, seem better than the non-Jews. Uh, we have, you know, we're chosen people. We are set apart. We are, and, and many times from the Gentiles, they, betray, they try to prove that they are also chosen. Well, you don't have to do any of that because Jesus put that away. He put to death the enmity, uh, the things that separate us. Um, he paid the price fully. So we are righteous, all righteous, by the blood of Jesus. So, and it says that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross. Therefore, putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. So Jesus preached peace to, um, and, and this is the kind of peace, it's a cessation of trying to be righteous in your own strength. Uh, the cessation of uh, trying to live up to uh, standards that we cannot keep. Um, trying to um, please men, or, or even please God in our own strength because we can't. So he gave us peace. He preached peace to those who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So whether you're a Jew or, or a non-Jew, a Jew or a Gentile, um, it doesn't matter. We have access to the Father by one spirit, and that is the Holy Spirit that was given to us by our our Savior, by our Lord and Savior, by our Mashiach, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. And he gave us this gift. As he said, I go to my Father, but I'm going to give you a gift. And that gift is the Holy Spirit. And so in him, in Christ, we, have, uh, we are one, and that enmity no longer exists. So now we can sit down and eat with each other. We can hang out with each other. There's no issue there. Um, that was actually proven to um, the apostle uh, Peter in Acts chapter 10 when uh, he was invited to, over to Cornelius's house. And remember, he had the dream. He had the dream of all these unclean animals. And, and uh, he heard the Lord say, sit, kill, and eat. And some people have used that to say, oh, well, that's where God did away with the kosher laws. And that's not 
the point of that whole passage. The passage, the point of that passage is right after that, three non-Jews were knocking on his door and inviting him over to Cornelius's house to share the gospel. And Peter had been told to go with them, so he went. But remember when he got to Cornelius's house, he's like, so why did you want to see me? Why, why am I here? Um, because up until this point, only Jews and those that were, you know, part Jewish had been saved. Uh, Gentiles had not been saved up until Acts chapter 10. At least not, uh, there was no record of, of salvation uh, the way we uh, know that, you know, as far as trusting and believing the work of Jesus Christ. Up until Acts chapter 10, there was no record of that among the Gentiles. And so when Peter walks in, he starts talking to them, but he won't touch them. You know, and he basically is saying to them, you know, I'm not supposed to be here, but I'll share, you know, I'll share with you the gospel. And as he's sharing the gospel with them, as he's sharing the good news of what Jesus did, of, of the Savior, of this Messiah, um, they, they believe. They believe. And the Holy Spirit comes upon them. They believe and they receive the Holy Spirit. Peter doesn't even have to touch them. Uh, from across the room, they start to manifest that they have the Holy Spirit. And Peter is shocked by this. He's, he's amazed. But right after that, he says, hey, well, <laughs> I guess, I guess we, you guys can get baptized now. And uh, by the way, I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to eat with you. I'm going to sit and talk with you. And, you know, everything was fine because he realized that God had accepted him. So how could he, God had accepted them. So how could he reject them? And we need to be doing that, whether we're Jewish or non-Jewish. Um, you know, when somebody comes to know the Lord, we don't, we're not supposed to make them jump through a bunch of other hoops. When they come to know the Lord and they have the Holy Spirit, they're our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And we need to welcome them in and fellowship with them. And, you know, uh, together we grow in faithfulness to the Lord. But the moment somebody becomes a, a believer, doesn't matter what political party they are, doesn't matter what their ethnic background, whatever it might be, they are our brothers and sisters in Messiah. And we need to accept them that way. And they are grafted in, according to Paul, they are now part of Israel. And uh, so that's that's exciting. So we see that this passage in Leviticus, uh, for back then, when there was still the physical tabernacle, God was requiring them and he was trying to show them that he is holy, that they had to be set apart. And there was a lot of laws and a lot of regulations. And you hear, usually you hear about the successes. You don't always hear about the failures. There was, you know, the two really big, uh, uh, the, the two people who really blew it, and that was Aaron's sons. Um, you know, they were consumed by the fire of God because they went before God's presence drunk. Um, and there are some other situations that it talks about, but normally you hear about those who did what they were supposed to be supposed to do, but there were many, many times that people were defiled. And in some cases that just meant that they would have to wash themselves and be unclean until the evening. And then they could be included again. But in other cases, they were completely cast out, um, because of their defilement, because God was trying to teach his people that he is a holy God. And he was also showing them that apart from sacrifice, there is no way, apart from blood, there is no way to be redeemed. 
And the purpose of that was so that they would be looking forward to that day when a Messiah would come and fully redeem them. Of course, they didn't understand that that Messiah would be giving his own life as a propitiation for their sins. But that was what God was basically getting his, pointing his people towards, is that coming Messiah. So what's awesome is the Messiah has come. For those of us who have trusted and believed in Yeshua, whether we are Jewish or Gentile, we are one in him, we are righteous in him, and we can walk uh, now in freedom and we can walk in the spirit. Well, thank you for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed this a little discussion that we had. And if you have any questions, comments, or whatever, you can get a hold of me, I believe, on um, the spot, spot, uh, Spotify and... Well, there's contact information there through Hooray Yeshua, so anybody that wants to contact me can. Um, I don't look at a lot of that stuff very often, so I'm not sure how quickly I'll get back to you, but I will try to pay attention. Thank you for listening and being a part of Parsha Perusal today, and let's go ahead and close. Yevarecha Kadonai Vayishmarecha Yeer Adonai Panavelecha Vehunecha Isa Adonai, panav elecha, v'yesem lecha, shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach Sar HaShalom. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the Prince of Peace. Amen. All right, well, have a great week and shalom.